all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Well, you know what? I always had these urges. You know, I always had these urges in me of this certain attraction. You know, I always had these urges in me. Yeah, I remember that. I remember times when I was growing up, I always felt like that I was meant to be this way. You know, I had this attraction when I first came out of my mother's womb. I really believed this. And uh, my parents also told me that, you know, I always had this certain attraction when I came out of my mother's womb. Oh, yeah, I knew a friend that wound up being a murderer, you know, he killed a few people, you know, even raped a few people. And the parents said that uh, he always been like that. He was always mean and evil. And they said because it was a bad seed that he was born that way and God made him that way. Yeah, I remember this gay guy, you know, he said he always had attraction for another man, you know. And there was nothing new. You know, it didn't come from his parents because his parents was uh, straight people. But he always had this attraction ever since he was a baby that he can remember. And he just believed God made him that way. Wow. So, God, does God make people that way? Hmm. Okay. Have you ever heard a conversation like that? Have you ever heard certain people say that, uh, they struggle, they've been struggling since they was a child, and God, they believe God created me that way? You have ever heard that? Or let me just say, have you ever listened to a debate or a television conversation, something on some type of talk show, and they have, excuse me, certain guests on there? They said they've been struggling a certain way since infants, since they since birth. They've been struggling that way. And they believe that is within them, is in their genes, that God made them that way. Hmm. I'm not saying that I have, but I heard, you know, certain conversations close to that. Babies coming out deformed. Babies and kids coming out with autism. Kids coming out being born with homosexual thoughts. Kids being born with murderous thoughts, devious thoughts, evil thoughts. But it's but they believe that God made them that way or they was cursed. Hmm. Wow, very interesting. Hello everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee, the host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Joseph Brownlee, the host of Body of Christ 
Real Talk. What I'm going to be discussing today is a very controversial subject. There's going to be a few controversial subjects that I'm going to be discussing today in my upcoming topics on this program. I'm going to try to keep it at least 25 to 30 minutes long. I'm going to try. And uh, just bear with me and just uh, help me out with this, you know. And please listen to what I'm, where I'm going with this. Okay. Today on the Body of Christ Real Talk. First, this is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ, host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Where I just talk, where I just talk about different topics, subjects, subjects, concepts, stories. Social media, social life, like politics, jobs, businesses, or just real talk, common sense here on this show. What's going in within, around, and in front of the body of Christ. So I like to give out information to the misinformed. I like to inform the misinformed. And I like to inform the uninformed the best way I can, including myself. Wherever I learn something, I like to get it out there on this program, okay? So this is Joseph Brownlee, host of the Body of Christ Real Talk. Now, before I start, I'm going to let you know what uh, subject I'm going to talk about today. But before I start, I just like to know, uh, I want you to know that, you know, I do my podcast sometimes outside where you have a lot. You might hear a lot of sounds or cars or, you know, uh, the wind blowing and trees blowing. Even my praise team, what I call them, the birds chirping once in a while. That's when I'm on the outside. But also be on the inside, you might hear the air conditioning. I'm in a certain studio in a certain area in my house, in my home, where it's also occupied by others. So the, uh, the area that I'm in, you might hear the air, con- the air conditioning comes on, which come on, which will be in the winter time, and the heater, which will come on in the summer. For now, it's just the air conditioning that comes on in the summer. So off and on, you might hear that, but I would try to talk as close as I can to the mic when I'm on my smartphone. And I'm going to talk about also the uh, other equipment I got set up with my laptop and everything for better sound quality for the future podcast. Okay. But before I uh, announce all that, how you all doing? Love you all. You know, thank you for listening to my podcast. The ones that uh, down pay, download my podcast, I really appreciate you guys for doing that. You know, you take your time to just to give me an ear to listen to my rants and sometimes listen to my teaching on my body of Christ real talk. Okay, thank you all. Okay. What I want to talk about today, and you heard my little opening no, no, I'm not struggling with none of this stuff. I'm just, I'm just, just reenacting conversations that you might hear or what I've heard and what some people really think. There's a lot of struggles going on in birth. And you have a certain group of people believe they was born a certain way. Rather some type of addiction, uh, rather was some type of, of physical condition, you know, physical deformity, rather it was some uh, homosexual thoughts, or they was born gay, or they was born evil, they was born bad, and stuff like that. You, yes, it's a lot of that talk that's going around, 
Okay, body of Christ, listen. Because you have some professing Christians. Because I like to like to uh think this show is for mostly Christians. And I know it is some unbelievers and curiosity seekers also that uh listen to my show. Thank God. That really believe that they was born a certain way. First of all, I don't I don't want you to think that I'm just uh, putting down homosexuals or anybody like that. So this is not a conversation or a put down about homosexuals, you know. No, it's not. This is something that has to do with a struggle or an addiction or a stronghold or something that's been going on in our lives since we was children. And some of us, I mean us, because I'm, I'm talking to generalities, so general, generalities, excuse me, that many people think that they was born that way or therefore God created them that way. You know, and, and, and it's a lot of times you hear that in the home, the gay and lesbian community, you know, more than the other ones, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I, you hear that a lot, mostly in the gay and lesbian community. Okay. Okay. This topic is going to be, did God make me that way? You said, what way, Joe? The ways I was talking about, because some people believe they was born that way and God created them that way. A perfect God created them with these kind of ailments and deformities or mental, you know, deformity, you know, mental thoughts and stuff like that or uh, additional struggles and stuff like that. Okay. Did God create me that way or did God create us that way? I'm going to attack. I'm going to try to tackle that question with my answer to that, because it's, it's a very serious and a very profound and a very, you know, not so much of a question, but a thought provoking topic that we need to talk about. OK, and I'm going to try to spend at least 30 minutes or so on this. It might be a little longer, it might go 40 minutes. You know, it depends on the situation and my surroundings. But I just I just feel that uh, it needs to be talked about because, you know, God get blamed for a lot of other things. You know, and I can understand some people's doubts and you know, I can understand I can understand some people's questions and curiosity about why they're this way. And, you know, and why these things are happening. How come my child died? How come my child? Uh, wind up this way. How come I struggle with these certain habits and things like that? You know, you know, very honest questions, and people are very sincere. You know, including myself. So what I'm going to do, and I'm gonna try to break down my answer, and I think you ought to use some of these answers as well when a person say or says or have said that God made me this way, whatever way they are, you know, I'm not going to pinpoint certain ways, but whatever way you are, you say God made me that way. Okay. I'm going to read a few scriptures. I'm going to read out of the book of Genesis and I'm going to read out of the book of Romans. I'm going to read Genesis, the second chapter, and I'm going to read Romans Five, starting at the 14th verse, Genesis, second chapter and Romans five, the 14th verse. I'm going to read those verses and I'm going to go with those. There's more in the Bible that's that's going to disprove that God made people a certain way or God was the cause of children or whatever coming out certain ways, whether it's mentally 
or whether it's physically, you know. Then I'm going to just let me know where I'm going with this, okay? Because it's very important. All right. When you try to get a grasp or why on something or why you are a certain way, excuse me, what I'm trying to say, when you're trying to get a certain grasp and uh, you're trying to find out or you're just wondering or you're just pondering, did God make me this way? How come I'm this way? And what's going on in my life? You just ponder on that, okay? You struggle with certain things. You struggle with certain addictions. You struggle with certain habits. And you wonder sometimes, if you're sincere enough, why, why, how come I'm like this? How come I struggle like this? How come I have these nasty, perverted thoughts in my head? How come, you know, this part of my body is messed up? How come I cannot speak well like others? How come I have these sexual, perverted thoughts, lustful thoughts, or same-sex thoughts, or things like that in my head? How come I'm so attracted to alcohol and drugs and things like that, okay? I'm going to try the best I can to address that, that you know, those issues in a way to disprove the narrative that God did not create us that way. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday and that way that those ways that we struggle with was not it's not a normal way it was not planned by God and it was not because God did not love us and while we have certain struggles and certain ailments and certain challenges and things like that has nothing to do with what God done okay but let me get to this point. Okay, I'm going to read some scriptures. I'm going to be going a lot of places fast, trying to break down why I am not, I'm not buying that, you know, the struggles that we go through or some of the choices in life that we choose is because God made us that way or God ordained it to justify what we believe or justify teachings and different things like that, like the gay and lesbian community and certain churches, they teach certain things that it's okay, God made us this way, you know, we was born certain ways and different things like that. What I mean we, I don't mean that we have all the same issues or we say we all have the same struggles or addictions. I just mean that we all struggle with certain things, but I think the gay and lesbian community really focus on 
on that and it's sad and they just think they were born this way and they always have these thoughts and that could be true and they always just uh they not always they often you know say that they was made this way and it's and it's okay as long as you in love you can just live any type of way you can have a sexual same sex uh thought or anything like that or the person that's going out there doing his killings or murders or whatever like that it just said they was born that way they was born in evil and stuff like that and some of them really think that they was cursed purposely by God or God made them that way or they just doubt God and they feel there was no God because if there was God babies wouldn't come out the form you wouldn't have all this autism and polios and certain addictions that has nothing to do with the parents on drugs anything like that and people blame God so they just uh, they just say I don't I don't want to follow God I don't believe in God if it was a God that good I wouldn't be this way or my nephew wouldn't be this way or my daughter or my son would not be this way because God made us like this so how come God is not stopping this and I'm, I'm going to address that because it's very important and I think it needs to be addressed the best way I can I'm not a doctor let me say that first of all I'm not a scientist I'm not a professor okay I'm not none of that I'm just I j- I'm just here using common sense and I'm just going to try to use some scriptures in the Bible. Some people probably know more to back up things, but these are just a few that I'm going to shoot out right now because of time constraints. Okay. All right. Let's start with Genesis, the most important book I believe you need to start with when you, when you want to get an understanding. I picked and I picked I, ch- I picked these two books, Genesis and Romans, for a reason. I'll let you know why. So I'm going to read the first verse in Genesis two, okay? And I'm going to be reading out of the King James version, which is I think is the best version to read out of. And I'm also going to read be reading out of the Living Bible. These are two of my best Bible translations that I like to read out of, especially the King James version. Okay, so whatever trans- translation you have, that's on you. It's okay. Just just follow along with me, as long as you got some type of some type of concept or some type of really explaining of what the Bible is saying. Okay, all right. Let's start in Genesis. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Remember, I'm reading from Genesis 2. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Or in other words, the living Bible said, and God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. Because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens. Remember, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, according to Genesis 1 and 1. And remember, he he created the heaven, singular, and the earth. But in chapter 2, he continued to build, he continued to create, so he created the heavens, heavens plural, okay? These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created and the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, plural. And every plant of the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground, okay? Verse 6, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. This is God doing his creation. This is God doing his thing, you know, through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit doing all of this. Okay. 
And the Lord God formed man. Okay, this is the creation of man. I'm going somewhere. Just, just be patient with me. I'm going somewhere with this. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden, a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. All right. So let me read this in the Living Bible from one, from verse one. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. Verse four, Living Bible. This is the account of the creation of the heavens, plural, and the earth. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. For the Lord God had not yet sent rain. Remember, he has not sent rain yet to water the earth. And there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered all the land. Okay, this is the work of the Holy Spirit. Then the Lord God formed man, the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, his nose, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in the Eden and the east, and there he placed the man he had made in that garden. And then the Lord done another creation. Listen to this in the Living Bible. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up upon or from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed a tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay, listen to what I'm going, where I'm going now. Verse 10, the King James says, And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from this it was parted and became into four heads. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden, and then divided into four branches. That's the living Bible. Here's the King James, verse 11. The name of the first is Pison, that it is which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. There is Biblium and onyx stone. And the name of the second river is Gihon. The, the same is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. Now, bear with me. I might not pr be pronouncing these, uh, these names correctly, but I'm doing the best way I can. Okay. Praise God. And then the name and the name of the third river is Hadakel. That is which goeth toward the east of Assyria and the fourth river is the Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man, Adam, and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. Listen to, listen to this now. Listen to this. This is Genesis 2. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast 
of the field. The living Bible said wild animals, but I, I don't really agree on that because they was not wild yet to after the curse. But I'm not going to get ahead of myself. And every fowl of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he will call them. Remember, Adam named all the animals. OK, Adam was the one named all the animals in the beginning. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was named thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helpmeet for him. Okay, listen to this. Verse 21. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. People like to make jokes about that, you know, which is kind of funny when God, when Adam finally seen that girl, he said, whoa, man. I know that's kind of corny, but I used to hear that joke so much, you know, when I was an early Christian, you know, and I almost kind of believed it, but that's the gullibleness of me back then, okay. And, and, and so uh, out of the rib, the Lord formed a woman, 23. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called a woman because she was taken out of man, 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father, I'm reading, I'm reading out the King James Version now, and his mother. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and there shall be one flesh. <coughs> Excuse me. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Okay, they was naked, but they were not ashamed because they didn't. They didn't. Nakedness was not a, a very serious thing, and that was just it was. They was covered by the glory of God. Okay, <clears throat> let's go to let's go to chapter three. Okay, now remember <clears throat> all those things that God done. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal was good. And the Bible talks about how God just kept saying, oh, this was good. Well, God done this when he created the trees. It was good. Well, God made man and woman. It was good. Good meaning it was perfect. So I want you to keep your mind on when I say perfect, okay? God making something good. If the perfect God made something, it's going to be perfect. If a good God makes anything the outcome is going to be perfect. So I want you to focus on that. It's going to be perfect. Now, this is the beginning. Okay. All right. Now, 
Listen to this. Here comes here comes the problem right here. Genesis three. Listen. Now the serpent was more subtle, or he was more shrewder or craftier than any beast of the field. I'm reading out of the King James, and I'm gonna keep out of the King James and finish up with that and then go to Romans. He was more subtle or more cruel or shrewder than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Remember, this serpent was already entered by Lucifer. Lucifer entered the serpent. Satan entered the serpent, okay? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Verse 3, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, which God forbid Adam to eat out of, Eve was there too. She was within Adam, okay? I'm getting to that later. God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent, which was Satan, said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die, for God doth not, for God does not know that the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, little G's, knowing good and evil. I'll put the little G's on there. It's just, it's just small G's when it says God. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did he did eat. Now listen to this. It says when Eve ate that fruit, she gave some to her husband who was with her. So it wasn't not it was not like Adam was far away. So you got to read what's the scripture. You got the you got the read the scriptures literally. You got to read the verses literally. And according to this, it said this. I'm going to read again. And she, when she ate, she gave it to her husband with her. That means Adam was with her. Let me read out the Living Bible. So when she took some of the fruit and ate it, then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. So Adam had to be close by her according to the scriptures. You know, if you never noticed that, you know, it's kind of amazing and shocking that you know, we could just read the uh, scriptures and don't even take thought of what literally the scriptures are saying when it comes to this story okay verse 7 and the eyes of them both were open and they knew that they were naked and they sold fig trees together and made themselves aprons and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden of the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. The living Bible said at the moment their eyes were open. Remember, after they ate the fruit. OK, they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. OK. But let me go back up at six when it says when she took the fruit and ate it, then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it, too. But listen to verse seven. At that moment, their eyes were open after Adam ate the fruit. Their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they they sold fig leaves together to cover themselves when the cool evening breezes were blowing. Mm, remember, now it's a cool evening breeze was blowing, started to blow. The man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to them, where are you? Now, this is the living Bible. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? The King James says, and the Lord called Adam and said unto him, where art thou? 
And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Okay, this was Adam, Adam's explanation to God. The living Bible said, and he replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid and I was afraid because I was naked. I'm going to stop there. Like I said, I mean, uh, you can hear the air conditioning come on, so you're going to hear that loud, annoying sound coming on once in a while, you know, and I'm going to get that, to get that together in the future, and I'm going to announce how I'm going to do that later. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I read Genesis 2, and I read Genesis 3. Now, if you notice, in Genesis 2, I bypassed Genesis 1 where God in the beginning God created the heaven singular and the earth and then chapter 2 opened up God made the heavens you know he continued to create things through the Holy Spirit then the heavens was formed remember you have three heavens you have the first heavens which is the atmosphere that the earth that we live on the skies where you see the birds flying up uh, and the planes flying and different things the earthly atmosphere that's the first heaven then you have the second heaven which is outer space that's the second heaven and the third heavens is the heavens of heavens is the far north where our creator God dwells and in Jesus assistance Jesus is sitting on the right hand of God. That's the third heaven. So I remember you have three heavens according to the Bible. I've done some teaching on the uh, the three heavens and um, on my podcast, I'm connecting the dots. You know, want to go back and learn about the three heavens and uh, biblical wise, you know, you know, just go back to the connecting the dots. You can find out more about that. Okay. The reason I read those two chapters is because I want my listeners to understand I hope you're reading along with me out of your Bible whatever translation preferably King James I keep saying that you know but whatever translation that's honestly and doesn't you know dilute the deity of Christ it's okay you know Father said alright I'm not going to get into translations now but the reason I read those two verses and I'm going to get to Romans 5 is because I know my time is running short and I said about 30 or 40 minutes, but I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. I wanted my listeners to understand about creation. OK, I wanted them to understand about creation. And this might take another segment, you know, for time constraints. I might do another segment on this just to get a be- just for everyone to get a better understanding where I'm going, because this is this is a very strong topic, very important topic because of time constraints. I might have to do it twice and you know, do another segment. I don't want to, but it is very important. I might have to do that. OK, a one and two segment. Well, anyway, uh, I'm going to paraphrase this. When God creates you go to Genesis 2 when God creates anything that God touches and makes is good he says that in his word God done this and it was good God done that and it was good God done this and it was good God created this and it was good all that good mean is perfect. Now, what you got proof of that, Joe? I don't have to have proof because anything God make from his own hands or he speak into existence is perfect. It's perfect, period, okay? Listen to that, it's perfect. So all those things that God created or made or manifested or spoken to existence is 
perfect. Okay, it's perfect. All right. From the creation of the heavens, from the creation, the earth already had, I mean, yeah, the earth was already uh, messed up and voided in some way. But that takes another teaching on that, why I say that. And a lot of theologians got their reasons for that. I don't have a deep teaching on that. I don't know much about that, but it's others that do. So I'm not going to get into that. I'm just going to talk about what I think I know, okay? So I'm just, I'm going to be real on that, okay? But I know there was all a curse and a corruption in the heavenlies because of the uh, Lucifer wanted to be the most high, the possessor of heaven and earth. That's what the most high means, that he wanted to be the possessor of heaven and earth like God. He didn't so much say he wanted to be God. I think he knew better than that. But he wanted to be like God, the possessor, the possessor of heaven and earth. That's what the most high means in the Bible. God is the only most high. He's the possessor of the heaven and earth. Okay, that's what the most high me and the Bible okay all right so Satan already corrupted the heavens okay the heaven the high heaven that's why he got kicked out in the second heavens okay but he was sent he, he came down to the earth and he was also his plans he didn't possess the heavens now don't get me wrong I'm not saying that you know but he how he got a hold to earthly things and became the god of the earth or the prince of the power of the air is because he was manipula manipulation of Eve who was deceived first. Nothing against the ladies now, so don't, don't start thinking it's something against the ladies or anything like that or getting into women preachers and I'm not getting into that. I'm just telling you facts about what the Bible is saying, okay? So anyway, Eve was to say deceived by Satan. She ate the fruit from that garden first. Then she gave it to her husband, Adam, which the Bible said she gave it to Adam. And Adam was with her. That's what the Bible says. Adam was with her. The King James Bible and the Living Bible also says Adam was with her. Okay. Adam was right there. But if you notice, and maybe it's just me, but when Eve ate the fruit, nothing happened. But as soon as Adam ate the fruit, things start to change. Okay, things start to change, you know. Now, when I'm reading, when I read this, you got to understand, you got to look between the lines when this all happened, okay? When Eve and Adam ate of the forbidden fruit of the tree of knowledge, the tree of good and evil, their, the Bible said their eyes was open. Okay, their eyes was open. Not saying that they were shut, but knowledge came. They was aware of certain things around them. They were so much aware they noticed that they was naked. Before, they didn't know nothing about nakedness because they was clothed by, they was covered by the glory of God. So they didn't know anything about nakedness. But the Bible said their eyes were open. Okay. Now, Joe, you said, where are you going with this? I thought we was talking about uh, people thinking they've been born and thinking God created them a certain way. Yes, I'm going that way, but I had to, I had to get, uh, let me see, I had to get a, a beginning, I had to get a start, you know, so I can come to a means of a finish of what I'm trying to explain, okay? And I can see right now this is going to take longer than what I thought. <clears throat> it's not a just not, not just a quick fix to answer this question the best way I can. It's not fact. Um, this is just my opinion, and this is what I believe would happen. First of all, I know God did not create 
these defects and, and create homosexualities or made them that way and that or you know made people addictions or babies deformed or anything like that I have no doubt that wasn't from God that's why I'm going this way okay let me digress <coughs> oh I got something in my throat every time I get the minister or teaching and get something in my throat maybe it's the enemy but, but I'm going to keep going well anyway just remember before all this stuff started happening with Adam and Eve everything was perfect Okay? Everything was perfect. Whatever God touched, like I was saying earlier, when the Bible said it was good, that means it was perfect. Okay? But the, the, the second that Eve and Adam ate of that fruit, that formed imperfectness, imperfection. Okay? So when they ate that fruit, that caused sin. And when sin came, sin caused death. It brought death along with them, with them. Because in the book of Romans, remember, when Paul was talking about the sin or the sting of sin is what? It's death. The sting of sin is death. So let me just try to make it faster. Let me see. This is where I'm going. Before... When God created everything, Adam and all the trees and the animals and everything, they were all perfect. Let me just put it that way. They were all perfect. Good means perfect. You know, in the Bible, God said it was good. That means it was perfect. You know, no deformities or nothing like that. Everything was perfect because there was no sin and there was nothing like that or death that caused it to deform or, no, or you know, deform. So everything was perfect. But after they ate the fruit, there was nothing perfect anymore. I, that's the best way I can put it plainly as I can. Even Adam and Eve was made perfect. Yes, Adam and Eve was the first humans that was made perfect. Okay. But after their disobedience, after that, after they ate of the fruit, I think it, was, it wasn't so much the fruit. I think it was more of their disobedience than the fruit they ate. It wasn't so much of the fruit. They bit the fruit and said, voila, you all curse. It was just their disobedience of eating that certain fruit. It was almost like a test. And it was more of their disobedience that caused all this reaction, this chain reaction that happened to the earth, okay? So, this is Joseph's opinion, what I get out of this. And the Bible does not get, you know, Sometimes you got to read between the lines what the Bible is saying as well. You have to read between the lines. I ain't saying add anything. I ain't saying spiritualizing things. I, I'm not saying use allegories or nothing like that or exegesis or anything like that. I'm just saying you have to read between the lines. So when things, even when the Bible talks about there was a cool breeze and Adam and Eve hid themselves and covered themselves with figs and stuff like that, that was a change in the atmosphere. I'm going somewhere, you know. I'm going somewhere. Just, just stay with me, okay, listeners? There was a change in the atmosphere. This is my analogy of this. There was a change in the atmosphere, okay? Okay. What do you mean by change in the atmosphere, Joe? The first change was all of a sudden it was a cool breeze. That's a, that's a change right there in the atmosphere that the Bible didn't talk about before. At least I didn't see it in there anyway, you know. And then Adam and Eve was 
their, they, 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 their, their eyes was opened. That's another sign that something happened. Their eyes was opened. They knew the difference between good and evil. That therefore, if the Bible says it, that means that they know the difference. You know, everything was good. There was no evil. Everything was good. Not on the earth anyway. Everything was good. There was no evil. So their eyes was open. They knew the difference between good and evil. They knew they had a certain knowledge now. They wasn't like God, but they knew the difference between good and evil. There was another change that happened after their disobedience, okay? After Adam and Eve's disobedience, okay? They ran. Why did they run? Fear. Fear came all of a sudden. That's another sign. You got to look at the Bible. You got to got to look at these things. Fear came. Okay, what did fear cause them to do? It, it caused them to hide themselves. And then they covered themselves with figs because they found out they was naked. Before then, they didn't know nothing about nakedness, according to how the Bible said, because they was co- covered, you know, in my in my opinion, by the glory of God. They didn't know anything about that nakedness. The Bible does not explain that, but they didn't know nothing about that. It was not a shameful thing, you know, to have their bodies in a certain way. I don't know what was going on then, but I'm just going what the Bible said says and not what the Bible don't say, okay? So they covered themselves because they was ashamed of their nakedness. They had a the knowledge to know that they was naked, okay? All right, can't you somewhat imagine when sin came in, it caused all kind of reactions? We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com holiday there's only one road into key west but you won't believe where it can take you travel back in time to a city rich with history discover amazing artists and musicians taste seafood fresh off the boat or just kick back and soak up the island vibe for more about key west visit flakeys.com key west close to perfect far from normal and it caused a reproduction of the earth. It caused a reproduction of the earth. Okay. I'm looking at it scientifically and naturally. It caused a reproduction of the earth. Okay. Now, after that, what happened when sin entered? Sin brung death. Sin brings death. Death wears your sting. We're not going to have that sting of death when we get a rapture. But sin brought death, okay? Death, listen to this very closely. I'm going to try to explain this the best way I can, the best way I will. My education, you know, I'm going to try to explain it the best way I can. Death brung a time limit, or a term or a time limit on life 
Before that, there was no time. There was no age limit. There was no age because they was going to be everlasting or everlasting, okay? But when death sin came, it brings death. Death cut that everlasting part out and it shortened. And now, and ever since after that, after their disobedience, there became a time limit on life. You follow what I'm saying? There became a time limit on life. Okay. Before that, they, they was going to live forever. They was going to be the, the carers of the garden. Adam was going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, Adam was going to run the gardens and different things like that. You know, he was going to be taking care of the gardens and the fields and stuff like that, you know, perfectly. Not getting tired or anything like that. But after the disobedience, everything was cursed. Let me just put it that way. Everything was cursed. Things started dying. Time limit came. That means you had a time limit on how much, how long you live. Because because you go on, and I forget what uh what a uh, chapter that is in the Bible. People lived up to nine hundred and eight hundred and seven hundred and something years old before the time started declining. The age of time is what I mean. Started declining, okay, because of the curse because of the reproduction, because of the lifespan that's now been put on every human or any living thing, not only humans, but every living thing. And I'm going somewhere with that because I think a lot of times we just focus on the human nature of our sin. We don't look at the whole nature or the whole atmosphere or everything on the earth. Anything that is living was also cursed. Listen to what I just said. Everything that was living was cursed. That means the animals was cursed. You know, the animals was perfect when it was created. But when sand came, it wasn't there was imperfect, you know, a whole new reproduction of the earth. OK, the insects was cursed. It, turned, it brought a lifespan. You know, they had a term. They had a certain lifespan. Insects was cursed, so they was destined to die. Animals was cursed. They was destined to die. Humans was cursed. They was destined to die. You know, trees was cursed. They was destined to die. You know, grass, the fields, anything, birds, everything that was made on this earth was cursed. So it did not only just happen to humans that was cursed and was destined to die because of what Adam done. You know, I'm putting emphasis on Adam because Adam was the one God told not to eat from the fruit, from the tree of good and evil. He was told that he could have he ate from anything else, but he's, he decided, you know, to follow Eve and eat of that fruit. So he got cursed, I believe, because he was the one that God told to take care of everything. So even though Eve was the one that was deceived and Satan didn't go to Adam, Lucifer did not go to Adam. He didn't use the serpent to go to Adam. He used the serpent to go to Eve. So she got deceived. And that way, Adam was deceived because he took part in the fruit too but he was the one God told him to maintain and don't do anything so he had a responsibility to take care of his lady and he didn't so that's just another story <clears throat> well anyway you know this is not a gender battle so don't I ain't talking about gender who's one or whatever that's another teaching but anyway you get what I'm saying and this is going to take longer than what I thought. I'm sorry. This is going to take longer than what I thought. Please be patient with me. I, I'm going to try to get through with it. I don't really want to make it two parts because I have very other important topics I want to talk about. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, in the beginning, when God created and made things good, perfect, there was perfectness. After the disobedience of Adam, there was imperfectness. 
the disobedience of Adam, which talks about there in Romans four and some, and mostly in Romans five, it talks about the unrighteous the unrighteous move or the disobedience of Adam that brung sin to the world. That's the best way you can see how this what all happened through the books of Paul, especially Romans five. What really happened? Genesis does not explain everything that happened to us as well as Romans five. Now I'm gonna try to get the Romans five. <clears throat> but Joe, where are you going with this? Okay. What does this have to do with being born a certain way? Okay, this is my kick. This is my, not span. You know, span is always used in a negative way. But this is my explanation to disprove the ones that believe that God made them this way. In the beginning, when God made things, the Bible said it was good. Good means perfect because I believe when God makes something, it's perfect. It's beyond good. It's, it's perfect, you know. But when the curse came, everything after that was imperfect. You see what I'm saying? So anything that was born, listen to what I'm saying, was has been cursed in imperfection. There's going to be some error. And some going to be worse than others. You understand what I'm saying? So anything after the perfection, perfection of God that was tainted by the enemy, by Satan or anything like that, after the disobedience of Adam was cursed. Therefore, anything that was human, that produced a child, because childbearing came, childbearing, a woman was cursed when she had babies. That's why she go through the pain she go through, according to the Bible. She will suffer through pain through her childbirth because of her disobedience. The snake, the serpent was cursed, and so he had to be a slithering on the ground, according to what the Bible says. I'm talking about what the Bible says. Therefore, you know, people have speculation that maybe the serpent had legs, anything like that. Maybe it had. I do not know that, but it had to have something for uh, the Bible talks about for now on, you'll be slithering on the ground. So maybe that serpent did have some type of legs, anything like that. Maybe he can even talk. I do not know, but the Bible does not say, so I don't want to add anything on there, but I know what the Bible did say you would be slithering in the ground from now on to the serpent, okay? All right, the man's curse was he had to till the grounds and labor and everything like that, so he had to really work hard for a living to take care of himself and his family. That was the curse on the man. That's why a man has to work and take care of his mate or just take care of himself from now on. A man had to work from now on. That was part of the curse on the man. Read your Bible now. That was part of the curse on the man. The Bible explains anything. The beginning is more than any other book or any other philosophy or, or professor. The Bible explains everything. What happened to man and woman? Why these certain things, certain things happened through childbirth and a painful woman and a, a hardworking man. That was, that, was, that was part of the curse. It wasn't a good thing. That pain from a woman and the curse of a man working hard was not a good thing. That was part of the curse. That was part of sin because of Adam and Eve's and that serpent's disobedience. Okay. My point is, anything... After that, when imperfection came, anything that Adam and Eve produced after that is also cursed. You see what I'm going? You see what I'm saying? Was also cursed. This is my explanation. This is not fact. But the Bible, when you read the Bible, you can just read between those lines. It had to be this way. Because anything that's created after the curse is cursed. Period. Whether it's from humans, 
whether it's from trees, whether it's from animals, whether it's from from insects, etc. Everything is cursed. Let me give you an example. From now on, even back in all those thousands and thousands and thousands of years A.D. before, you know, or before B.C., before Christ, you know, even before then, you know, it's been imperfection because of the curse of sin and the sting of death. Sin brings death. So anything that's born from humans, let me speak about humans and I'm going to get into everything else, is cursed. Remember what King David said, I was born in iniquity. He didn't say I started in iniquity when I came out. He said I was born in iniquity. Iniquity means sin. I was born in sin. He was born in his mother's womb in sin. Okay. Even John the Baptist, when he jumped in uh, Elizabeth's body, even though he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was still born in the human form. He was still born in sin and perfect imperfect and perfect. Even John the Baptist, Abraham born and perfect. David born in iniquity and perfect. Their children after their children, after their children born and perfect. Therefore, anything that's born imperfect is almost a chance it's going to be some type of ailment or some type of error that's going to come out of that creation. It has nothing to do with God because God, I'm not going to say lift his hands of God allowed this to happen. So anything after that that was born or somewhat people like to call created or made me like this had nothing to do with God. It had to do with the reproduction of you know, the cycle of life after sin. So anything that was after the perfection of God, that there was curse, was imperfect for now on until this day and will be until Jesus set up his fullness of time, millennium kingdom. But that would even be imperfect except the millennium kingdom because why you still have sin and death? I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but my point is whenever there's still sin on this earth and whenever there, whenever there's still death on this earth, there's going to be imperfection through the reproduction and a, uh, and, and, a, and a reproduction of life through all cycles of life. What I mean by cycles of life, the different things, humans, if a woman have a baby, the baby is going to come out imperfect. Why? We got you have an imperfect man that's entering or making love to an imperfect woman that's going to produce an imperfect fetus. An imperfect fetus becomes an imperfect child. So there's going to be some type of error in it because it's in an imperfect. We living in an imperfect cycle. It's going to bring out is going to produce anything imperfect is going to produce what imperfectness you understand what i'm saying listen to what i'm saying read the bible anything that's imperfect is going to produce something that's imperfect okay anything that's cursed is going to produce something that's cursed when it comes to sin and death you understand okay that's why the trees die That's why grass dies. 
That's why you have bad weather. That's why you have the sun getting so hot sometimes, you know. That's why this is happening and that is happening. You have so many things going on in this earth because it's a reproduction. There's a sin that's producing all this stuff. You have Satan. Satan is the cause of it, but sin, you have a, you have a problem now with sin, Satan, and self. This is our three problems now. Sin, Satan, and self. We have a very serious problem in those areas because of Adam, the disobedience of Adam, you know, and Eve. The disobedience of Adam and Eve from the beginning brung sin and sin brung death. Sin, where's your sting? The sting of sin is death, according to the Bible, which is taught by and Romans by the Apostle Paul. OK, you only find it in the epistles of Paul and the book of Romans. So, you know, where I'm going. God, did you make me this way? My answer to that is no. The reproduction and the curse of sin made people the way I are. When a person said I was born with these homosexual thoughts, like I said, I'm not big enough homosexuals. I'm just using them as examples as others because they, a lot of the times that's why I hear saying that God made me this way or God choose me to be this way. No, there's an error in that. And they might be very sincere. You know, they might be very sincere, but I'm just talking about you are not born deformed or mentally challenged because God made you like that. It's because in perfect body, it, you was born in, in a perfect body, okay? You was planted in an imperfect seed. Everything is imperfect in our bodies. Not only, let me get deep in here, not only is our blood imperfect, even though it's very magnificent, it was cursed. Our DNA is not perfect, even though it's magnificent scientifically, it was cursed. Our cells, and we have millions and millions of cells in our body, that's not perfect. That's cursed. Okay, even though it's magnificent humanly. Now, the spirit is dead because of sin. That's why we need our spirit to be made alive, made quickened. We need it rejuvenated. We need a jump, a jump start to bring that spirit back to life. We need our spirit because from the curse that cursed our spirit, and our spirit is dead. It's, not, it's almost lifeless. It does not mean nothing. We need it quickened. We need it made alive. So if anything that's deeper than the spirit, you know, that's where it starts that the spirit man was cursed. We was born in iniquity, like King David said. We are we have a sin nature. Anything after God's perfect mix that was cursed after the disobedience of Adam, disobedience of Adam is a sin nature now. So anything that's reproduced after that is going to be cursed to have some type of error. Now everyone's error, let me get this right, everyone's error or their baby's error or their children's error I'm putting emphasis on that, is not going to be the same. Some might be Remember, nothing, nothing is perfect. None of the children is going to be perfect. We were, none of us, we could be the best scientists, theologians, you know, you know, whatever. We could have some of the highest degrees or whatever like that. We are still imperfect. 
Then, but you also have ones that was imperfectly challenging ways of deformities. You know, they might not come out with one leg. Some died in a womb. Some come out with different thoughts and homosexual thoughts and everything like that. Not because God made them that way, but the imperfectness of creation, the reproducing of sin and all the manipulation that's going on now caused also by Satan is why these different deformities and these mental challenges and all these physical challenges manifest itself because of the curse of creation. Do you follow what I'm saying? Now, you see, when you look into this, how simple to explain that to someone that said it was born this way, you could almost challenge. No, you was, you was born that way, not because of God or whether you think you was born that way or not. I still have issues with that. Whether you think you was born that way, whatever that challenge is, it's not because God made you that way. It's because of the imperfectness of creation, not creation, but the imperfectness of our bodies now. Because anything that's imperfect, whether you're human, whether you're animals or whatever, is going to produce another imperfect cycle, another imperfect human being or animal or insect or whatever. Let me give you an example. When you see a lot of beautiful trees and they all look alike, the more you look at them, and the closer you look at them, scientifically, some scientists, they can look at the microscopes, the telescopes or whatever. <clears throat> you're going to find imperfectness even on the trees. And we can, you and I can do this as ourselves. We're going to find imperfectness on that tree. We're going to find out why well, all these trees don't look alike as we, when we more, when we discover and we, we analyze them more, these trees are not perfect. They're different. Why? Because they are imperfect. Okay. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday we make usaa insurance to help you save take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle restrictions apply all right let's talk about the grass when you look at the beautiful grass blowing and everything, they say, wow, they blowing in, blowing in unison and stuff like that. If you really take a closer look, you see that they're not. Some of the grass going one way and then some going the other. It's imperfect. That's not perfect. That's imperfect. I know I'm getting, you know, I'm using a, a extreme about this, but I'm just trying to get to a point here. Okay. All right. You see ants. And answer some of the most beautiful things to watch those little insects as they march, carrying food and everything like that. They're laboring. They have to labor for their food. And even some of their answers off track wind up going somewhere else. Why? Because of imperfectness. You know? You follow the sheep. The sheep doesn't always follow each other in line and everything. Jesus uses different examples that he had to keep. He said, my sheep know me, but at the same time, he had to keep them in line because of their imperfectness. They don't know no better. You understand what I'm saying? When dogs create their puppies, 
the puppies are imperfect, even though they are pretty and sweet looking. Some come out might come out deformed. Some are not making it and they die. Why? Because the imperfectness of an imperfect body it came out of. There's a chance that error was going to happen because of the curse of sin, and sin brings death. All that brings these kind of cycles and everything like that. Excuse me for the air condition again, okay? All right. So always remember, Christians, believers, body of Christ, none of us is perfect long as we are in this human body, okay? None of us is perfect. When the Bible mentions us being perfect, it does not mean as informed, it means as being mature or complete in Christ, in Christ. See, Christ is our righteousness. We are not righteous. It's the righteousness of Christ that makes us perfect. And Christ makes us complete. Not because of our formerly body and everything like that, you know. Jesus came in a human body. Jesus had perfect ways, but he was in a human body. He wasn't in a sinful body, but he was in a human body. Jesus never committed sin, but he was still in a human body, okay? He still got tired, okay? He still had to eat. He still got thirsty, why? Because our human and perfect body need those things. He still bled blood because he was in a human body. Okay, because the imperfect mix and everything. There was imperfect people in Jesus' days. You had a lot of lunatics. You had a lot of deformed people. You had a lot of, uh, you know, lepers, different things, diseases, and all this stuff. Is because of imperfectness of this creation. Even the Romans talk about the, the how to create the creature. The creature in the Book of Romans really means creation. Having moans and groans, waiting for the redemption of, waiting for the redemption. Also, as we wait, wait for the redemption of our bodies for our supernatural and mortal bodies as long as we in this mortal body we're going to be imperfect we're going to have problems the women is going to produce you know different babies some good and no baby is going to be perfect but it's going to be certain babies come out certain ways it's not going to be pleased it's going to be very disappointed and very sad but it's not caused by God and God did not make you that way it's because we live in an imperfect world that's why I always use the term the holy we have a perfect Holy Spirit working in an imperfect vessel. We have a perfect Holy Spirit working in an imperfect vessel, okay? Now, I can get to the book of Romans because of time constraint. I'm not going to read the book of Romans, but the book of Romans talk about. I want you to read that yourself. Read the book of Romans or I can do a teaching on the book of Romans. And I'm going to do that. I'm connecting the dots. I'm going to be reading out of Romans 5 and 6. That's going to give a different explanation and give you a whole deep explanation of what the Bible says. But it's going to be out of connecting the dots. Remember, go to connecting the dots on Spotify later on, maybe in a couple of weeks <coughs> or so. I'm going to do a teaching on that. Okay. But for right now, I want to give an explanation on why certain people are born certain ways. I was struggled growing up with my mental challenges, and I'm going to try to end with this. I struggled growing up, you know, why I'm like this way? How come I talk to myself? Why I get in these certain fantasies and different things and struggle with my hands? I don't know. Maybe people today will call it autism or anything like that. I just do not know. But I never blame God, but I knew it was something wrong with me. Was that from God? No. God did not make me that way. And my mom did not make me that way because I came out of her, you know, and my dad, you know, maybe some things, you know, mom them got into that you know what I heard you know but I'm not going to get into that that caused some of these issues I don't know that but anyway we're not 
imperfect. I came out imperfect. My sister came out imperfect. My brothers came out imperfect. All of us have certain. All of us have certain things we're not pleased with because of imperfectness, because of sin and death, because of the curse and a reproduction of things happening. Now a lot of things are reproduced because of this nature of the this this this, this society that we live in is all cursed. It's ran by Satan, the prince of the power of the air, the god of this world. You have certain dogs now that wasn't created and wasn't produced by God. They was formed because of human man. When they get their hands on something, they start reproducing and doing a lot of other things like they're going to do in the last days. That's not of God. That was all man-made. So all this stuff that's going on around, even babies being born certain ways, yes, some of it is caused by alcoholism, some of it is caused by drugs, some of it is caused by genetic problems or whatever like that, or, you know, different things like that that causes, you know, uh, blood transfusions. Yes, a lot of that is caused by that. But I'm just talking about some of these natural births that some babies come out good and some babies come out infected or, you know, deformed or just mentally challenged, whatever it is. These things because we are anything that's born after the perfectionist of God, anything that's born after the disobedience of Adam is in perfect. It's going to be imperfect. Just some, just worse than others. Some babies are born mentally challenged. You know, they think they are a certain way. You know, girls and boys, some are are born physically challenged. Some are born just different type of ways. Some of them is from chemical imbalance. But remember, chemical imbalance, how did that start? In perfect body. Even if it's a chemical imbalance, there wouldn't be no such thing as a chemical imbalance if the body and the DNA and the cells and the blood was not imperfect, was not imperfect. You understand what I'm saying now? So let's get away from God creating me like that. No, God did not create things like this. God did not be creating deformed babies. God did not create a person to be homosexual. God did not create a person to be evil or whatever like that. It's sin and death because of the disobedience of Adam. Adam sinned affected not only humans, it affected animals, it affected the air, it affected the sun, it affected everything. That's powerful. Remember that it affected it, it, Adam's sin affected everything. That's why God said in the last days he's going to make a new heaven and a new earth because Satan rebelled and the heavenlies and the angels rebelled. So it was a curse in the heavens. That's why God had to split it up and everything. Satan wound up in the, the second heavens and everything like that. God in the last days is going to create a new heaven and a new earth because the new heaven and the old heaven and the old earth is cursed. It cannot, there's no such thing as producing a perfect life after the curse. That's my point. So when women have baby and they say my baby was born homosexual, you know, they might not have been born homosexual. They've been born in a curse and a man was mentally deformed because of the curse of sin. Period. Not because God made you that way. God did not stop it. God allowed it, you know, and God knows more than I do. He knows the reason because he's going to make everything perfect in the future. But for now, we're under his grace and we're going to have to deal with certain things because of the curse of sin and the fall of man. The fall of man is the, is the problem of all these things we're going through. Okay. Whew.
All right. I hope you understood what I'm I'm trying to get to. It's not God's fault because certain babies and certain kids are the way they are. It's because of chemical imbalances. Yes, that's true. It's because of alcoholism and certain some even wicked and demonic curses and witchcraft in families. Yeah, a lot of that got to do with it. But all that's still imperfect. You know, but you also have decent parents that has nothing on alcohol problems or anything. Have deformed kids, have mentally challenged kids comes out sometime. Is it to fall on them? No, it's because they're in an imperfect body. So long as they're in an imperfect body, they're going to produce imperfect children at times. Now, every now, let me let me correct that. It's not at times every child is imperfect. But some just more worse than others. But that's still because of the reproducing of the earth. Everything after that is reproducing itself. God is not saying, do this. I want this child to form. I want this person to be gay and nothing like that. No. God allows earth to take its own cycle. To, to let us know that without his hands controlling everything, we're a mess. Because of sin and death. Period. We're a mess. But that's not going to always be like that, especially at the rapture of the church, you know, and even at the fullness of times, you know, Israel's program, you know, everything would be perfect in the fullness of times, if you understand what I'm saying. But right now, nothing is perfect. We're going to have the throne children. We're going to have tornadoes. Why do you think there's tornadoes? Why do you think there's hurricanes? Why do you think there's all kind of bad weather and, you know, snowstorms? Because of imperfectness of the creature, the Bible, the King James Version calls it creation. It's the imperfectness, okay? So let's not forget. Forget that it's not God that created these things. It's not God that's causing these things to happen. Now He done it in the past, but right now we're under grace. He is not doing it in this dispensation. These things happen on their own because of the deformity and the messed up cycle of nature and creation. It's all sin and death and Satan. Period. He's the prince of the power of this air, and we got to accept that until, you know, that's why we need to get our, our lives ready for God, you know, get our lives together for God, okay, period. Okay, whew, I'm done. And I took about over 60 minutes for that. I am sorry, but that's, a, you know, I, I had to get all this out because there's a lot of, you know, questions about that, you know. And then this is my analogy on that, you know. This is my, you can look up yourselves, you can check out, but just read the Bible. You can read between the lines and let the Holy Spirit, if you are a believer, let the Holy Spirit show you and teach you the truth about God's word. He will infill you and teach you and lead you to truth, lead you to all truth. If you let the Holy Spirit, the Bible can answer any type of question. If you just get yourself and try to get an understanding of certain things and stop trying to use your understanding. The Bible says, lean not into your own understanding, but in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths, you know. That is true. We need to not lean on to our own understanding. We must lead into the leading of the Holy Spirit and show let God show us the truth about certain questions and challenges as we go that we go through. And we're going to as the body of Christ. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm gonna leave you with this. This is another example of being imperfect. When we look at each other, and this is scientific proof. I can look at you and you can look at me and I can notice that one eye is bigger than the other one on you the same as you can see that on me. That's a sign of imperfectness, right? It could be the ear. It could be the teeth. It could be the, the feet. Everything does not look the same on our bodies, like I was saying earlier, because of what? Imperfectness. We are in, in, in perfect bodies, okay? 
I used to hang around twins. I knew twins, identical twins, not paternal, but identical twins. I first seen twins and then I said, wow, they look just alike. And I get them mixed up, you know, and I used to. But the longer I've been around them, the more you get familiar with them. They, they don't look so much alike no more because you know who from who. You know this person from that person because the imperfectness. There's no such thing as a perfect twin or triplets or whatever. There's no such thing. There's a difference. Nothing today is perfect. There's some type of error you can find in just about anything, even in a scientist, even in a theologian, even in some of the best ministers. There's going to be some imperfectness because we live in an imperfect world. This world is full of iniquity. It is cursed with sin and death. Death, what brings death? Sin. Until sin and death is taken care of in the last days at the great white throne judgment when sin and <clears throat> when sin hell and death is going to get through in the lake of fire, then sin is going to be gone. Then perfectness and eternal life is going to really be manifested because there will be perfect and immortal bodies. We're already going to be in the heavenly places with our immortal bodies, but I'm talking about the, uh, the fullness of times and the ages to come. But that's another teaching, okay? I want to get you too confused, okay? The Bible is deep, people. The Bible is true. The Bible is real. And the Bible does not contradict itself. It's just when you don't rightly divide it, you can find contradictions. But, you know, there are contradictions because you're not rightly dividing. And once you learn how to rightly divide and connect the dots, you'll see that there's no contradiction in the Bible. There might be certain errors of writing and meanings, maybe in a Greek and Hebrew or whatever like that. But the Bible itself that it was inspired by God through men, all Bible, all scriptures given by inspiration of God for reproof of rebuke and different things like that. The Bible is perfect, you know. The Bible is perfect, okay? Especially the King James Bible, in my opinion, all right? I thank you all. God bless you all. And before I go, and I hope you enjoyed this topic and this teaching about did God make me this way? And you should know by now, no, God didn't because it's, it's, it's the cursed world is the curse of creation and the curse of sin you know and death that makes that makes anybody imperfect including the, the reproducing of children it's all in it's all on its own now because of the curse of sin and death and you're going to have and some people going to have errors and problems and challenges mentally and physically in their lives because of the curse of sin not because god made you that way it's because of sin and death and the curse on this earth okay that god allows all right Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for putting me to, uh, to try to break this down the best way I can. It's not all about me. It's about you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. So I thank you, Father, for giving me the heart and giving me the utterance to uh, try to get this out there about you. You are the creator. You're not the cause of all this division and all this, you know, deformity and uh, these, this, these thought patterns and mentalities that's, that we struggle with and everything like that. It's because of sin and everything like that. That's why we need you in our lives and we need you to fill us with your spirit to guide us into perfection which means maturity long as we in this human body and completeness <clears throat> thank you jesus so the ones the unbelievers that's listening today my advice to you you know is please trust jesus in your life give your heart to jesus the ones that's listening here if you're not saved please trust jesus in your life and believe in his death burial resurrection that he died on the cross for you and first of all you have to believe that you're a sinner 
to even for your heart to be opened up. Believe that you're a sinner and Christ died for your sins and just trust him or what he done on the cross for you, dying for your sins. You want to know what the gospel is? The gospel will be found in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. That's it's the only gospel for today and this dispensation to be saved is 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4. Okay? That's it's the gospel for today, which is taught by the Apostle Paul. Okay? God bless you all. I thank you for this teaching. I love you all. Stay tuned for other important topics that uh, I'm going to be talking about. You know, feel free to just call me and just leave a comment. My phone number is area code 217. 217- 900-9017 you know uh, 9017 you know I might have a new number after that because I might be having issues with that number but you have any comments or concerns or anything you want to talk about or a topic yourself just give me a call on that or leave comments on my website also please con- stay tuned and uh, be looking into for connecting the dots a more in-depth teaching about the Bible very in-depth teaching I'm going to be doing some more dispensational teaching on different topics and everything I'm also going to be doing some different timeline teachings on connecting the dots as well as having other audio guests audio guests and teaching on different subjects like i had previously god bless you all i love you all this is joseph brownlee body of christ real talk joseph brownlee body of christ real talk stay tuned for more important topics i love you all god bless you all unbelievers please give your life to christ lord you're not promised day not promised hour or even on a second trust jesus as your savior believe what he done on the cross for you accept him in your heart of what he done on the cross for you. God bless y'all. Bye-bye. Love y'all. Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Bye-bye. Stay tuned. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.